Hello, my name's Alison and I've been asked to um, share a little bit about my story and um, to talk about worship. And um, I just want to start with the word itself, um, that the word worship contains the word. Um, it comes from the word like worth and ship, which is basically acknowledging something's worth. So recognising the value and how valuable something is, recognising the value of the one that we worship. And I suppose it reminds me of uh, straight away of that story, which is in Luke 7 um, in the Bible. And um, the one about the woman who um, just falls at Jesus's feet and and weeps all over them and makes a total scene. Um, And I'm just going to read it from the Passion Translation. So it says, broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus's feet. Then she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. And I um, just love that story and I see in it a lady who's totally passionate about Jesus and so passionate that um, she just totally ignores the sort of um, disapproving looks of the people who are standing round, the religious people who are thinking, what the heck is she doing? Does she not know who this is? Where she's completely destroying all of the social conventions at the time. Um, she really is making a total uh, scene. It's embarrassing. Um, it's you know infuriating for people. She's completely going against all her expectations. And there's a total reason why. Um, she's behaving like that, and it, I think it's because she's just really encountered like nothing like it before. She's she's really had a personal encounter with Jesus and realised that life itself is in him, and that he's looked at her like like in a completely different way to the people who disapprove of her, and that he. Um, he is so worth her snottiness like she just wants to give him the deepest part of who she is and she doesn't care now if it looks snotty extravagant ridiculous because she has encountered the life giver and he's so worth it so how could she give him anything less and i i just think that like i'm totally still on obviously a journey um, but it's a journey that's come into freedom um, as I gradually encounter more of who Jesus is and as I realise the extravagance of what he's done for me um, you've kind of got to get excited by it so there was a time uh, years ago when I couldn't even really worship because yeah I just couldn't get into it I couldn't um, really join in with the singing 
and because maybe I was self-conscious because maybe I was aware of um, kind of my life and what I'd done wrong and and then I suppose as I encountered Jesus over the years and, and realized that it's not about me and it's all about him and as I gradually realized um, how worth it he is then I just I found more freedom in, in, in the kind of worship we talk about you know with singing and music and playing instruments because I just want to pour it all back to him um, in total gratitude and, and uh, all self-consciousness I suppose even though I you know still do battle with it um, yeah it just kind of does go out the window when when you just focus on on him and that it's all about him and he is so worth it um, but I think the music and the worship you know as we meet together that kind of worship it's it's and the playing the instruments that's I also recognize that that's a bit like the tip of the iceberg and I I wrote something down a while ago and I hope it makes sense but I just put the worship and the singing um it is the tip of the iceberg beneath it the real substance that delights our father is a continual submitting ourselves and everything um, to trust in that our Father is good and that He's for us. And so, I suppose, like, what I mean is that the the substance of worship is 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 um, is in the everyday. Um, I've come to realise that one of the most precious and valuable things that I can give to Him is my trust. Um, and it's a day-to-day, moment-by-moment thing as as I walk together with Jesus and through each situation in life that crops up. Um, there's Somewhere in the Bible it says um, everything that he does is worthy of our trust. And I know that I'm invited to believe that. And believing that is okay when I agree that a situation looks good. But it's way more difficult when what's in front of me looks terrible. And I can't see what possible good can ever come from it. Um, Since last September, I've felt like I'm in a kind of winter season in my life. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. But but maybe if you if you've gone through it, you uh, it probably will. So it's just everything that winter is, you know. Um, winter is where you know life's there somewhere under the surface, but you can't blooming see it. Um, so for me, it looked like um, things that I was hoping for and hoping in getting cut off one by one, finding I had less capacity somehow for no apparent reason for what I'd previously been passionate about, Um, having less energy, uh, more physical illness, having to, feeling like I had to stop and just let go of a lot of things, 
Um, I've written here, it felt like life crumbling, a ton of questions rather than answers, and feeling like um, I'm in the dark. And, I, and, and there was no real reason for this, it just kind of just kind of happened. But at every step of my journey, I suppose, since I started following Jesus um, and said yes to his invitation to life, as I've walked together with him, um, he's just always gently invited me to trust him again and again, bit by bit, one day at a time. And I've been especially conscious of this during this um, difficult kind of winter season. And I felt his words really come to life and I've been like pondering them most days and this, um, I'm going to read some of these words because I've even framed them put them in a picture frame put them on my window ledge because um, it's just such a beautiful invitation to life so I'll, I'll just get them so this um, is from Matthew 11 and Jesus's invitation is Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Um, yeah, so uh, my trust is such a precious gift that I can give to him and I know somewhere also in the Bible it's he says um trust me in your times of trouble and I'll rescue you and you'll give me glory and and so I suppose this time really since last September has been a sort of daily responding to his invitation to um trust him that he knows how to bring me alive better than I do and that even when it looks like super difficult and I don't understand a thing to just keep trusting in him that he's really good and that he's really for me um and oh goodness like as we entered the lockdown the idea of um isolation and even more uncertainty seems uh, so harsh and it seems so cruel and I completely panicked and I phoned my friend and hyperventilated and sort of said, I basically said to Jesus, Armand, oh, I can't do this. It's too much for me. You think I'm stronger than I am. Um, like I'm not. And I just sensed that same, in, same invitation to let go of what I was trying to cling to and control. And even if those last avenues of hope I'd been leaning on, um, even if it meant letting go of them, and so there I was just as if completely stripped back, just like the winter where you, you really can't see much and the plants and it looks like they've really been stripped back. So it was just like me and just Jesus. And in the middle of my panic, I chose to worship Jesus and to give him his worth and to give him my yes and give him my trust and in that moment, uh, to say, okay, I don't understand a thing at the moment. And it looks grim. But I choose to trust that you're good and that you're for me. And that you're life giver. 
Like, I know you are life giver and you're going to bring me so alive as I trust you with every part of my life. And that was all. Um, it, it just took a little moment and, and an invitation and my yes. Um, but, but it changed everything. Um, so even though, you know, that was my experience at the start of the lockdown and, and that was following on from a whole, you know, season that, that had been winter-like anyway in life. As I, um, just chose to give him my trust again, um, yeah, I've experienced each day of the lockdown strangely as a, a real joy, um, which I wasn't expecting. The thing that looked worst to me um, somehow has become like an unexpected gift from him. And I'm discovering as I walk with him um, treasure in the little things. And and so even to so the lockdown's been just like an amazing gift. Um, I know it's completely different for everyone, but that's just you know, just my personal experience of like the slower pace and the appreciating, um, just noticing the beauty and the springtime and yeah, um, during the, the, the whole of that winter season, I feel like he's been waking me up, um, bringing about creativity and I suppose I've been experiencing his promise. Um, it's written, yeah, it's written on the wall of uh, Trinity School um, and it says, I came to give them life um, full to overflowing, like life in all its fullness. And I feel like even that during this winter season that's been really hard, that that's actually what he's been doing with me when I look back. And so I just think it's always his invitation to fullness of life and it involves trust but he's really worth it. So I, I suppose, right, what I'm saying is that one way I can express my worship, the one way I can give him his worth, one of the ways is to keep giving him my yes and giving him my trust. And um, he's just, yeah, he's just life giver.